I was quote unquote wasting all this active years of my life, like trying to please other people, which is okay at the same time. Like if you if you're okay with that, like you don't have to pretend to want to be some someone that you're not. For me, that time I really needed to do very deep self digging of what I wanted moving forward. What do I want in five years, ten years? Like where do I want to land? What kind of person do I want to become? What kind of things do I want to have? So I did that because every day passing was another day I was missing. Do you want to become more confident about the future? Do you want to discover how to ready yourself for a changing world? Are you curious about the skills and mindset needed to seize more control over your own life? Then Destiny has led you to the perfect podcast. WTF. What? The Future, the podcast dedicated to futures thinking in personal development. I'm your host, Tom Myers, aka TomTom, the health navigator. I'm an osteopath, body center stress coach, and the author of Futurize Yourself. And together with my guests, I want to take you on a journey of discovery on why and how you can shape your desired future with foresight instead of letting the future happen to you. So, with much further ado, let's welcome our guest of today. My guest today is the author of The Game of Self-Domination and host of the Life Up Education TV show, Natsune Oki from Tokyo, Japan, who is also known as Nana. Nana has built her life up from nothing multiple times including being almost kicked out of high school, but that didn't stop her to get a degree in business and economics in the United States. Despite her young age, she's helped dozens of CEOs and young startup founders skyrocket their success. All that and more while building her own online business on the side. Underlying all that, Nana is passionate about inspiring others to reach their full potential. And her goal is to help people reach their dreams and master their resilience in life. In other words, Nana is a first-class futurizer that I'm honored to have as a guest on the show. Nana, welcome to the WTF What the Future podcast. Hi, Tom. Thank you very much for an awesome introduction. I'm very excited to be here today. Well, I think you're a very inspiring person. So I'm very, very pleased to have you on this show. And soon you'll have a book out. Or is that book already out? The Game of Self-Domination? Yeah, my book, uh, The Game of Self-Domination, is going to be out on August 27th, 2020. So it's coming out in about two, three weeks. (laughs) And how exciting is that? That's your first book, right? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> I this know. When I, when I put out my first book, Futurize Yourself, it was something that you've dreamed of for so long that you futurize. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to do one day. And then suddenly mm-hmm. it's, you can hold it in your hands. Or mm-hmm. you see it in a bookstore. That was just a magical moment for me. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Nana, for the audience to get to know you a little better, can you tell us a personal story about the pivotal moment in your life that defines who you are today? 
Right. Like to me, it's always been accumulation of different things. Looking back my past, I have always been a very courageous person. I've always chose to be myself. My fear of not meeting who I truly am was bigger than my fear of not fitting in. So that caused me a lot of trouble. So as you mentioned, I was almost kicked out high school student. And really now, if I give you some context, that was not me being a bad student. That was just me being a curious kid that I was. And I was willing to try different things. And I wasn't very afraid of being judged by it. Throughout the journey, I think being in the position of someone who's courageous enough to explore her own interest, that put me in a position of vulnerability to rejections and risks. So to come back to your question, there, yeah, there has been multiple moments due to my characteristic and personality that really pushed me to have very like reinvent my way of thinking to look at failure, to look at rejections, to look at risks. Yeah, so that's been kind of how I came to it. Should I mention like any specific times, right? Maybe yeah, I can something more some- Something specific about an experience that really mm-hmm. defined all the things that you are today. Right. Um, so once again, I guess I would come back to my previous point, which is all these defining moments where I stepped up and decided to be courageous like all of them are very critical point but if I needed to choose like some particular moments would it be when I moved to America I was born and raised in Japan and you know I decided from the high school moment I decided well I'm not gonna be able to succeed here because I'm different and in the society here being different is especially prohibited well it's not technically but like mentally right? Like everybody looks at you as someone who's failing and everybody judge on you very heavily. And there's this very heavy culture in Japan where people would say you should feel ashamed of your failure, right? Like there's no second chance here, right? So I just really couldn't breathe in this environment. So I decided to move to the United States. This was my uh, second moment where I decided to be a very courageous person that I was. The first one being me being a high school student, just doing whatever, <laughs> even though it got me into so much trouble. I was more courageous, right? So the second one was that. And then the third one, I, I would talk about this third point where, you know, looking around all the friends around me who are also international students, and usually their goal was to get the degree from American University and get the job at Google or Microsoft or whatever, right? And then just call it, call it good. But for me, it was a really different experience because I got to be here with all, the, all these other business leaders. And then I wanted to fully take advantage of the situation. So I decided to take some time off from school and I actually went out to explore what it was like to work as an American, but also as a Japanese person, like a foreigner working Mm -hmm. in that American environment. And especially in the environment of startups, especially in the environment of where I had opportunity with working directly with entrepreneurs, like advisors, investors, like people like that. So that was like one of the very defining moment. And also like happened, that happened in a very early stage my journey that really uh, 
took me courage because you know I I had no insurance of me succeeding to like find opportunity in that environment or I didn't feel like I had anything to offer at that time you know what I mean um so that time was really hard to be honest like I just for a very long time I struggled a lot too in the same time like I had all this pressure of like am I doing wrong thing right like all these other friends that I know is doing exactly what everybody is supposed to do but I'm not I'm failing to that and I'm choosing me over them and so I just had this massive self-doubt, but I just had to keep my perseverance to that because I wanted to stick to my decision and I knew that I was right. So yeah, that point I specifically would say was one of the yeah uh, moments I that really moments. defined who I am today because that was very initial point where really I needed to show my courage and keep going with that courage, a courageous decision. Yeah. It's very courageous to not apply to culture, mm-hmm. not apply to others, and choosing yourself over others. That is mm-hmm. amazing because you've had that very, very young age already, that insight that some people never get in their whole lives. Mm-hmm. I would say I take my hat off to that, that you had already that insight that that comes from within it was so strong and so powerful within you that in a way you didn't have a choice yes Mm -hmm. and instead of blocking that you took it on Mm -hmm. and went. and what i find interesting as well is that you went first for the experience of life Mm -hmm. i believe that was in seattle yes is that where it all happened so in seattle you went out there not knowing what you could offer others, but you did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then you went to do the degree. Is that is that the right kind of historic? Yeah. So after that time, yeah, I went back, yeah, to get my degree after. Okay, so you're in that situation where you're working with these startups and CEOs mm-hmm. in Seattle. And then yeah. one day you said, okay, I want more. So is that the moment where you say from, you look to the future and you said from, okay, I can't stay here, not having a degree. Is that where you decided, okay, I I need something different. I need to create my future with different elements or with different diplomas, tasks, Mm. with different skills. Uh, To be honest, that wasn't really the defining moment in that sense. I think it came a little bit later than that point. So at that point, I just like, all I needed was like this, like a real experience, the real insight. And I think what I was looking for is like a real life skill, not some like a legitimate skill, like what goes on to the paper skill. But I was really looking for what is it that I need to acquire right now if I want to be leader. So that ambition was always there. And that led me to pursue Basically, after finishing my college, I decided to move to completely another city once again. (laughs) And, you know, now I think back and really try to make sense of it. It makes all sense. Like what I was really looking for was that life skill once again. Like, for example, like if you're an entrepreneur, you're never comfortable. You're always constantly uncomfortable. You have things to worry. You have anxiety. Like, But you need to strive during this pressure. And if that's something that aligns with your virtue, and if that's something that defines who you truly are, you still need to learn how to live with 
these stress or anxiety or whatever, right? Like for me, like I was desperately looking for that specific skills. And then these challenges comes whenever you experience changes in life, any changes in life. So that kind of experience did come the first time I moved abroad, for example. And then I wanted to look for the very same opportunity, like that opportunity to suffer, the opportunity <laughs> to really challenge myself. So that's why I decided to move from one side of the country to another side, completely opposite side of the country with no, once again, no connection, no plan, no money, nothing at all. And I made a move. And then that was probably one of the time where I dis- I said something like that. Uh, actually, no, that came a little bit later, I guess. <laughs> so, you know, so I was striving during that uh, environment. And basically, uh, fast forward, I eventually uh, figured out something and then I actually uh, ended up landed a position as like a business consultant in in Florida and I was working like that for a while and then I came back to Japan after after that and that was the defining moment I would say where I finally had this futuristic thinking even though I was happy at the same time I felt like I was wasting really I wasn't wasting but you know I was quote-unquote wasting all this active years of my life like trying to please other people which is okay at the same time like if you if you're okay with that like you don't have to pretend to want to be some someone that you're not for me that time I really needed to do very deep self like digging into my into myself of what I wanted like moving forward what do I want in five years, 10 years? Like, where do I want to land? What kind of person do I want to become? What kind of things do I want to have? So I did that very like a deep digging because every day passing was another day I was missing to live my own term. And it's just like, was such a struggle for me. So I kind of came to the point where I thought, wait, hold on. I really need to find out who I am, what I'm about. And at that time, you know, some things I saw as positive about me being in, independent, but I also didn't see the side of things that wasn't positive at, at the same time. But over time, what I figured was that when you are truly mm, sure about your direction, aka when you are very, when you have a very high sense of self-awareness of what you want, what the direction you're going for. And you're very, I guess, sure of the image of you in the future. Then you, you kind of own everything. You kind of own the good side of it, of course. But you, you kind of gain this courage of owning the bad side that comes with it, with your decision. Because you're at least taking your own shit. Like, you're not taking other people's shit. So that was like a, I guess over time uh, learning experience. Uh, but to back to your question, that was the moment when I said, when I came back to Japan, where I basically was coming to the point of life where I had to define my, you know, define and plan what kind of person I wanted to become in the next, you know, this new era of, you know, starting over again from Japan. Yeah. So that was the event that happened to me. How long was that ago? About two years ago. And is it something that you mentally still repeat sometimes that you are, again, looking from where am I going? Do you have a sort of monitoring system that you that helps you? Yeah, like, to be honest, like, 
I'm not sure if it's, I can call it as a monitoring system, but I do write down my goals. I do look at my goals. And because I don't want to make it as automatical, every day I write with my intention. I don't look back what I write yesterday. I would write what I write from my intention. And when the answer that I'm putting doesn't anymore feel like what I want to be doing or I'm excited about at the same degree, that's when I need to really come back once again to define what it is that I want. But generally speaking, like throughout the years, my intention hasn't really been changed, hasn't really changed. So it's consistent. When you really get to know who you are, what you want at the very, like a deep level, it really, it's very hard that it changes. I felt that as well in my own mm. experience that once you have gone deep down and find mm. that inner being and you project it mm. outside towards the future, that it doesn't change. And isn't that interesting? Because in a fast changing world, how many constants are there? How many things that don't change? Mm -hmm. And I believe that the more that we find these constants mm -hmm. and start using them or living by them, that it will help us to go forward with much more resilience. Mm -hmm. Because as you said, shit will happen. Yeah. <laughs> but when it is your own. Yeah. It gives you two things. If the difficulties come and I'm mm -hmm. confronted with them, then is it for my learning or is this because I deviated from my path? That's the questions I always ask when something unexpected comes. Yeah, because we know it's going to be challenging. There are challenges there. We know that mm -hmm. because we are learning. Learning is not always very easy. But the challenges that we seek are the ones for our growing and that gets us to our goal. And I love what you said there, that you know where you're going from very early on and you follow that and we don't have a choice. Well, we do have a choice, but we know that we take it not to follow it, that it's not going to help us nor others and that we probably fall ill. We feel stressed more, that we probably get far more diseases like mm -hmm. the flu or we get aches and pains because for me mm -hmm. that's all associated if you don't follow your dream from within if you don't follow your purpose or give yourself a purpose because it's not always following your purpose it's about giving yourself a purpose mm -hmm. then the body is not always happy <laughs> do you also think about collective futures in your where the world is going, where our society is going, where Japan is going, for example, at the moment as a culture? At the moment, yeah. Well, I think, honestly, at the macro, yeah, it has been my, like, a very center theme of why I live my life as well. I'm, I'm very, in that sense, I think I'm very macro thinker. I also believe that the world is, like, one thing. And then we tend to look at each other from, like, a separate entity. But in reality, we're like all one united thing. And I think our goal is advancing humanity. 
as a species, like as a humanity, right? And that's what gives me inspiration, to be honest. And then that's my whole theme is pre- predicated on uh, of my life of education TV. So I to- I want to talk about how can we advance, well, maximize the advancement of hum- possibility of humanity. And that's what uh, inspires me. Okay, tell me a little bit more about that TV show that you have. I also have this like an interview-based show where I talk about the possibility of humanity because that's what inspires me once again. And I would invite guests from really all walks of life. Uh, sometimes I would have experts from technology industry to ask them about like, so how can we use technology to advance our, advance our humanity, like possibility of humanity? And then some other time, maybe I would have artists as a guest to talk about like, okay, so how can we use our creativity ability to advance our possibility of humanity? So really to the point of this is really to generate the conversation around how can we maximize our performance to lift all of us up as a humanity. I love to hear that because it's indeed what with this WTF, what the future podcast that we, that I'm doing as well. We mm-hmm. want to share our insights, knowledge. We want to share other people's insights and knowledge. Yeah. Humanity evolve on purpose mm-hmm. because today in this COVID-19 crisis, mm-hmm. we need to reinvent ourselves. Right. There are so many opportunities and we mm-hmm. have so much within. Mm-hmm that can come out yep but we need to do it ourselves exactly so you know mindset like a mental block right like that's stopping us the most and there's actually this one person i don't know if you know about this story but i talk about this in my book where uh Benister, the runner like four minute mile have you heard of this story no. so basically there was this teenage guy broke the like a history record for running. What this story tells about the uh, power of human mind is that until he he achieved this record, everybody thought running one mile under four minutes was impossible, everybody thought. But after he broke the record, basically within the you know second month, third month, I, I can't remember the exact number, but there were multiple people started breaking the record. So for like thousands of years, people thought landing one mile under four minutes was impossible. Not gonna even like, don't even try, don't even bother. But after this one person making exception and making an example that it is possible, then a lot of people started achieving it. And like, to me, that's inspirational. And that's what's so crazy about our mind is that depending on how you use it, you can really use it as a tool to help you achieve higher. But that comes from within. Like you need to be the leader to decide you, you will use your mind in a positive way to create the most out of you. Indeed, it has to come from within. But that person, that runner was mm-hmm. an example. He shared his uh, achievement to show others the way, because so many times we need others to inspire us. Mm-hmm. And as you rightly say, we are one, we are all in this together. 
and mm -hmm. you inspire somebody that somebody inspires somebody else and somewhere on the line the line it can inspire us in a very mm -hmm. chain reaction and that is also what i love sometimes sharing is not one-on-one -on -one. it's like a mm -hmm. one two three four and i don't know how many others uh and it comes back to you but we need also that kind of inspiration that kind that that point from wow that person inspires me and if he or she can do that mm -hmm. why not me and that is what we are also doing you with your book and with your tv show and with i with my podcast and hearing my practice it's about inspiring people to really see their potential within and go further yes mm -hmm. because it's not limited to what others have experienced or others have achieved no evolution is to go beyond that and we all need inspiration on different levels yes some people are the inspirers some people are the thought leaders some people are edge workers i call them while other people are followers that's okay and maybe one day they become leaders as well in their own right mm -hmm. so nana the future yeah is there anything that keeps you occupied about the future and this could be your personal future or collective future so for you to choose or maybe both well i'm obsessed with future to be honest like i guess in another word i never i have zero interest in spending time dwelling or being sad, disappointed about my losses or failures or my past to be healthy, like mentally. I think, especially if you're an entrepreneur, especially if you're like a leader, business leader, you really can't have no time thinking about alternative, thinking about your losses and failures. The only thing you need to do is think about, so what do I have to do? Like if things go wrong, What do I have to do? I'm not gonna like, you know, go back to my past and like find out like what made me fail or what happened. Like that's done already. What, what's the point of going back there? You know what I mean? So that's just like my daily life, my micro way of operating my life in general is fully predicated on obsessing over future. Obsessed about the future. I think you're the first one that really is obsessed about the future that I interview. But everybody is working with the future, the ones that I interview, because I want to show people that futures thinking is something many people do in businesses. It's always about the future, not about the past. From the past, you learn, but it's always a future objective. Also, uh, what am I going to do next year, five years from now, to stay resilient as a business? But we can do the same thing. Futures thinking in personal development is something mm -hmm. that we all can do. And it becomes today much more critical in a fast-changing world where we need to evolve, where we need to start thinking about the jobs of tomorrow. Is the jobs mm -hmm. that I have today, is that still going to be there tomorrow? Um, yeah. Maybe, but what if the likelihood is that it's not going to be there? With mm -hmm. a website where people can go to, it's um, replacedbyrobot.org that gives you the percentage of your job being automated or replaced. Mm -hmm. I really say to people, please go there, go and have a look or just think about it. Because today mm -hmm. you can start studying 
uh, lifelong learning is a must for the future to get right. to create that kind of future. But also mm-hmm. be, for example, if you're looking for information, how to do it, to buy books like yours, for example, or my own Futurize Yourself, who give you tools to really create your future today and start mm-hmm. living towards that fulfillment. Because mm-hmm. I can hear it from you as well. You're very passionate. You're very driven. You know where you're going. But that is, in a way, you've always known it. But at one stage, you've decided from this is what I'm going to do. So it's on purpose you did that. The potential is there. Something we all are born with. But you decided from, no, this is what I want. And this is where I'm going to streamline my attention to and all my energy. Mm -hmm. This is what I like about you, Nana, because that is really what I like to share with people. How Mm -hmm. much this kind of focused thinking gives us energy, one, Mm -hmm. gives us resilience, and gives us also a much more fuller experience of life. Mm -hmm. With more happiness, more joy, Mm -hmm. better in our skins, Mm -hmm. even on difficult days, we accept them. Mm -hmm. This is not something that has come to us by accident. Yeah. As Gert Leonard, the author of Technology versus Humanity, says, you know, taking happenstance out of happiness. Happenstance is by accident. No, Mm -hmm. we created that. And although we've been doing that for many years, some people don't realize that. They just look at you and say, oh, you're so lucky. Have you had that Mm -hmm. sometimes that people say, oh, you're so lucky, Nana? I think a lot of weak people. Because I usually my reaction to that would be, I'm not going to comfort them. If if they start bitching, if they start whining their life, I'm the last person you want to come to me if you want to be confirmed. Because confirming them will only tell you that, oh, you're doing your best. You're doing nothing wrong, right? Like you can't, I can't help you to get out of your victim state if I comfort, comfort you. But instead, what I would do is slap on your ass and tell you, like, I'm not liking my... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah. that's how it really works. Like, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have to be kind, gentle, but at the same time, we need to shake people up sometimes who are in that comfort zone and just don't want to get out of there. But at the end of the day, if you're complaining, that means that that comfort zone is not really the right place for you. So people like us, we push them into thinking, no, no, don't give me that. We've been there. We've got the story. We've got the the medals of the difficulties of the past and how we went forward was not because somebody just gently put their hand on on our backs and said, oh, good boy, good girl. No, 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 no. I remember very well the person, Elena Rutzart, bless her, that gave me a very hard time 20 years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> to get me out of my comfort zone and to, to stop me from taking pity on myself. So right. mm-hmm. yeah, completely get that. And people get a coach. If it's mm-hmm. not somebody in your environment, get somebody to help you. If you see mm-hmm. from I've reached my limit because coaching mentoring helps us 
to really push us forward. For me, that was yeah. the essential part. Anyway, Nana, is there anything else you want to mention on, on this uh, interview that you still want to share with the audience? Some, you know, like some crucial information that I <laughs> might have forgotten? No. I think you've been fantastic, job, Tom. I think, yeah, I was asked many different questions that I didn't really have a chance to share my insights on before. So I really enjoyed. Okay. So then before we end this conversation, do you have a question for another person or mm. somebody that you say from, you know, please, maybe that would be interesting for the show or that you ask yeah. yourself a question too maybe you have a question for that person that you say from i want an answer to that yeah oh s should i tell you the question or the person you should be interviewing well you can do both yeah. okay who, who um, would you like to invite or like to invite to this show and what question yeah would so you like asking for her there is a company called well, organization the media company called the futurist I think they might be interesting guests for you. And I mean, I've been following their articles and everything for a while now. And they have very interesting insights around technology and science. And, well, I mean, question would be, I, I think you are the expert of the future. I think it'll be <laughs> like the kind of question you gave me today was very inspiring for me. Like it really helped me to explore different I guess, topics that I didn't really have a chance to explore before. So I think any of the questions that you had for me today personally also would be a great question for them. Okay. The futurists, media companies. Futurists, yes. I will find them on the internet, put them their link on the show notes and send them an email with your interview and see from what we can, if we can get them indeed on the yeah. show. Because a media <laughs> company calling themselves the futurists, they must be very interesting to talk to. I know. <laughs> Where does media go, for example? You know, how do they see uh, the changes in the future? And what right. are they doing today to create that? You know, so mm -hmm. also, again, we're talking about personal futures here on this show. But personal mm -hmm. futures are so much linked with futures of organizations. In mm -hmm. a way, they are both linked together. Mm -hmm. Organizations. Um, have the same kind of problems than we do. They have challenges, we have challenges. Right. Yeah, you can kind of like look at, you know, business perspective, science perspective, and also how can we apply that also, apply that thinking also in the people's perspective, like the experience we go through as an individual person. Exactly. Nana, I thank you very much for this interview. Where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you? Yeah. Um, so my website is up under lifeupeducationtv.com. You can find me through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube, or under lifeupeducationtv.com. And you can buy my book, The Game of Self-Domination, on my domain, The Life Up Education TV. Okay. So Life Up Education TV, all of that in the show notes that people can find you easily. Because I think you're very inspiring. You've got Thank a you. great, wonderful heart. I think you have a lot to give. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for your for this opportunity too. I really enjoyed being here Thank today. Thank you very much. Nana, have a great day. Thank you. 
This podcast is created in anticipation of TEDx Vilvoorde and created with the support of thepodcastfactory.org. The Podcast Factory is a non-profit organization that helps podcasters with equipment, training, the production and promotion of their podcast. You can find the links to TEDx Vilvoorde and thepodcastfactory.org in the show notes or on the website whatthefuture.one.